When I was in college, I would come to Common Grounds a lot uh, at this place. I'd come a lot because I, I had an addiction to coffee, and uh, I don't know if any of you have an addiction to coffee, but I, I would come here just pretty regularly. That's just to say the least. And so as I would come here pretty regularly, something I noticed is that I'd go up to the barista, and I would, I would almost every day be here, and I'd say, hey, my name is Dale. And they'd, be, they'd ask, or I'd give my order, and they'd be like, what's your name? I'm like, I'm Dale. I was Dale yesterday, the day before that, and the day before that. Every time I've been here, I've been named Dale. And, uh, and in fact, uh, you've never remembered it once. And I never voiced that opinion, and so sorry if there's a barista here, but that's the reality. Uh, nobody could remember my name. And so I just decided one day, I'm going to prank Common Grounds. I'm going to prank this place, and I'm going to stick it to the man. So one day I went in, and I said, they, I gave my order, black coffee, um, cause I'm a man and somebody, you know, weaned me off the sugar. I say, Hey, black coffee. They're like, great. What's your name? I said, my name is LeBron. And she said, LeBron. I said, yeah. She said, how do you spell that? I said, L E B R O N. You can put James on the back of that too, if you'd like. So I, I'm just kidding. It wasn't that much sass, but there was a little bit. Okay. And so I'm like, it's LeBron L E B R O N. And, uh, she's like, okay. And she puts the name down you know, swipes it. And, uh, you know, I was laughing and uh, they, they said LeBron coffee Le- for LeBron and people, you know, turn their heads around the corner. They're like, is LeBron really here? Like, what if, right? And so, and I'm like, oh, that's kind of cool. And the next time I come to common grounds, uh, I give my order black coffee and uh, she doesn't ask for my name. I was like, you're kidding. And, uh, they call out, Hey, black coffee for LeBron. And I was like, you're kidding me. They couldn't remember that my name was Dale, but they remembered LeBron. And in fact, uh, everywhere I go now, whenever they ask for my name or an order, I say, hey, my name's LeBron. And just to cherry on top to this illustration, today I went and got a hot noble, which is my pregame drink uh, before vertical uh, every day, every, every week. Uh, so I got a hot noble and I'm with one of the volunteers at vertical and the lady doesn't ask for my name. And I'm like, you're kidding. This is amazing. I'm going to talk about this tonight. And they say hot noble for LeBron. It's like, that's not my name, but I'll take it. And so it's funny to laugh. And it's funny that some people uh, call me LeBron. You can call me Dale or LeBron. I go by either. And, uh, but sincerely, uh, what I did in order to be remembered is often the very way that we live in order to find significance. We try to find identity in things uh, like labels and, and all the things that we can cling to. Those are the ways that we we try to find identity and really uh, significance and being remembered is, is part of the way that we try to live. Like those are the things that we really want. And, and, and at the end of the day, many of us are either uh, trying to create our, an identity for ourselves that we're choosing, or a lot of us are even uh, taking on an identity that other people are giving us. For example, what are some identities that other people would give us? Oh, that's uh, so-and-so's boyfriend over there, right? Or you've heard like, oh, that's so-and-so's roommate. You're getting characterized by what other people call you. Or, or maybe you're the, you're the person, you're the, you're the nerd. And that's not a bad thing. You're just the nerd. 
That's what other people call you. or, Or maybe you're the person that nobody likes at this time of year that doesn't have to study for tests and you still get an A. You're like, that's the guy that doesn't study. And everyone, when he walks in the door, you're like, that's him. I hate him. I hate him. I hate him. I hate him. (laughs) That guy's the worst. I wasn't that guy. Um, But on the outside, people would tell me that I was, this is kind of weird, but I was like, they were like, oh, that's the scrubby camp guy that dresses homeless and, uh, and doesn't study, right? Like that was the guy that, that was the persona that I took on. And I've told you this before, but oftentimes I would walk down Fifth Street as I was on my way to class and I would have people drop dollar bills next to me and say, hey, you need to get some new clothes, okay? Sincerely. But that's the identity. That's the persona. I loved it. It brought me attention. Why wouldn't I keep wearing like Chacos and these sweatpants that are from the 80s and stuff from Goodwill? Like, of course I would continue wearing it if that was the attention I was being given. And that became my identity. That's the identity that other people put on me. And then there's even the identity that we want to be within ourselves, kind of the identity that we might not necessarily tell other people. And and, and honestly, one of the best ways that I see this is when we're like, you know what? Today, I'm going to be a leader. I'm going to dress for success. Like, right? You're like, I'm going to dress up for this test. It's what you're telling yourself that you are. That's the identity that you take on. It's this persona that we do, that, that, that we try to become in order to be remembered, in order to find significance. Because labels, in some ways, make us a part of something. Because everyone wants to be a part of something. Nobody wants to be a nobody, right? You want to you have something. You want to be a somebody. And so I just want to take a moment right now and let you think. Lord, what are the ways that I find identity? What are the things that other people tell me that I, that I tend to find identity in? What are the ways that, what are the things that I try to tell myself of who I am? I'm going to take, I'm going to give you a moment. And I want you to think about it. to show you what Paul has to say about this. In Galatians 4, 4, it says this, but when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his son, born of a woman, born under the law to redeem those who were under the law so that we might receive adoption as sons. And because you are sons, God has sent the spirit of his son into our hearts crying, Abba, Father, so you are no longer a slave, but a son. And if a son, then an heir through God. What this is telling us tonight is that we are adopted sons and daughters. We're children of God. That's that's what it's saying. That's who we are. And so what does that mean? If, If who we are is sons and daughters, that means that these labels that we tend to take on these labels that we tend to find identity in, these are the very things that we need to take off. It's almost like we have a name tag and it says, my name is LeBron and you need to take it off. You're not LeBron. You need to take it off. It's almost like there's these name tags and there's these letters that tell you who you are and you might even put them on your shirt or maybe you put them on your jacket. I don't know what it is that you tend to find your identity in or what labels you take on, but what I'm telling you tonight is that we are adopting sons and daughters and in light of that, we should take off the labels. Why? 
Why should we take off the labels? Why should we remove the labels? Here are my two reasons why, or three. Hopefully I can remember all three now that I've promised three, okay? The first, labels are limiting. If you are a business major, you're like, I'm a business major. This is amazing. Let me tell you, that's not that awesome. You're far greater than just a business major. You're a son and a daughter of God. That's amazing. That's far greater than just being a business major. Labels are limiting. The second thing is labels expire. If you're so-and-so's boyfriend or girlfriend and it doesn't work out, that label expires. Whatever organization you're in, whether you're an athlete, for almost all of us, when you walk across that stage, it's over. Labels expire. And so in light of all those things, what we need to do is remind ourselves, remind ourselves of, of, our, of our identity. That's what we need to do. Here's the problem tonight. That's all good stuff. I'd even call that good advice. None of that is the gospel. Sincerely, that stuff is good. You might take away, uh, take off the labels. You might take away the fact that labels are limiting. You might take away the fact that labels are going to expire. But what you need to know is that you are an adopted son and daughter. That adoption, that word in the Greek is a legal term. It is a status. It is who you are. Here's the thing about adoption. Because you're adopted sons and daughters, for those that are in Christ Jesus, that will never expire. Who you are in Christ will never expire. It's almost the good news that's too good to be true, right? If you run away and come back, it doesn't matter. God has adopted you. Think of the prodigal son. The son runs away and the son that stays home. They're both invited back. That's how sweet God's love is. That's how sweet adoption is. That's bigger than a label. It's a status. And that's the gospel of Jesus. That's the good news that is the gospel. And so tonight, I just want you to know that you might be like me. You love conviction. But if you're anything like me, sometimes we take away conviction, we take away this good advice, and we forget that it's all in light of the good news of Jesus Christ. We take away good advice, or or we, we take away conviction, and we don't take away the cross from this place. We just leave here and we're like, yeah, I'm gonna take off the label. That doesn't mean anything to take off the label if you don't understand the fact that you have an eternal status as a son and daughter to the father himself. And so tonight, I just wanted to remind you of the good news of the gospel. That's why we're here. When life's getting crazy, we need to be reminded that tomorrow we don't need to wake up and try to earn God's love and open our Bibles and be like, Lord, I'm in my Bible, therefore you'll love me more. It might be a good thing for you to wake up tomorrow and remind yourself of the gospel. But I also want you to know this weird fact that if you don't wake up tomorrow and you, and you don't remind yourself of the gospel, God still weirdly, it doesn't make sense to us, he's still gonna love you. That's the good news. That's crazy. It doesn't make sense. To us, 
That's not the way we tend to love one another. Unconditional love is what God has given each and every one of us through his son, Jesus. And so tonight, you may walk away and you may have needed to hear that labels are limiting and that they're going to expire. But the most important thing I want you to take away from tonight is the good news of the gospel. And for those that are a non-believer here tonight, I just want you to know, this isn't too good to be true. This is what is God's love. This is the truth that is in the Bible. And so if you would like to talk with somebody about that tonight, I'd love to talk with you about that. We'll have a team of young adults that will be up front. We'd love to have a conversation with you. And for those of you that zoned out because you're like, I'm a Christian, I don't need to be reminded of God's love, but I will remember that label stuff. Like, that's pretty good. I'll tuck that away in the back, right? I just want you to know that, that the good news of the gospel is yes, what saves you, but it's also the very thing that's gonna sustain you. Because let me just be honest, today I lived for myself for parts of the day, even though I was trying to remind myself of the gospel, it wasn't enough. I couldn't remind myself enough. And I'm really glad that in spite of the fact that I was living for myself at different parts of the day today, that God still loves me. Holy smokes. I'm so grateful. So don't be good, too good for the gospel. Don't be hungry for conviction without the cross of Jesus. It's good news for us tonight. Those that are in Christ Jesus, the good news of the gospel is the very thing that can change the world. Let's pray. Father, as we continue in worship, we just ask that you would, you would help us. Lord, help us to understand that you love us. Even when we run away, or even when we try to, try to work to earn your love, Jesus, it, you don't love us more because we're trying to earn your love, Jesus. Help us to understand that, that it is a set status as adoption. It is this legal term that if for those that confess with their mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in their heart that God raised Jesus from the dead, those people are saved by grace through faith, not as a result of works, no, so that none of us can boast. Jesus, help us to understand that it's not us working for your love. It is that your love has been given to us through your son, Jesus. Father, help us to understand what it means, what unconditional love means. Father, help us to not be so hungry for conviction and miss the cross. Jesus, Help us to not just love good advice. Help us to love and understand the good news, the gospel in you. Father, we just ask that you would help us. We pray all this in your son Jesus' name.